The stories you're about to hear are entirely true. They are some of history's most notorious and sinister mysteries. Whenever possible, the actual police and witnesses involved have been used in the recreation of these events. Your hosts, senior mystery analysts, Ben Pateski and John Nafsinger, have been exploring the paranormal and the unknown for over a year. They dig deep for society's own good, working in the dark to bring the truth to light. This is Drunk Mysteries. Welcome to another episode of Drunk Mysteries, my darling and mostly incredibly handsome and chiseled listeners. Tonight, folks, we have something so special it could be called magic, but first I would like to introduce myself. My name is Ben Bateski. I am joined, as always, by my third string co-host, John Nafsky. That's a goddamn insult. I am at least B-team, first string. No, John, Junior John, there are, we... there are several other people that are on this podcast, and you, my friend, are not even in the best of them. That hurts. As it's, as your co-host through 20-some-odd episodes at this point, um, I just got to say that's a barb. And, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, what? you know what? I'm going to take the high road, and I'm going to address you, the listener, the loyal seeker of truth, and just <coughs> comrade, a, a, a compatriot, uh, in finding out and solving the world's greatest mysteries. Please take what would appear to be about 47 seconds to go into your preferred podcast app of choice and subscribe and review. John, can I correct you? What you got? It's actually 46 seconds. And oh, people big that, dick on campus. And here's the thing. Do and it the, in 46 and the, and the thing, seconds. The thing is, folks, is that if you do subscribe and review, it is scientifically proven that your penis could in fact grow. So I mean, yes, big dick on campus, John. Can't I mean, argue with science. I know I, you meant that me sarcastically, there. but anyone that does subscribe and review, I want you to know this: that there is a ninety-nine percent chance that your penis will grow five inches, or your cri- your clitoris will become more tingly. Um, but within folks, the next week, folks, that that's not what we need to talk about tonight. Tonight is a very special episode of Drunk Mysteries, and tonight we are joined by a politician. A man who is willing to fight for what is right. A man who A civil wants, servant. A civil servant who wants to change what he sees as the growing injustices of our city. Tonight, folks, we are joined by front-running candidate for mayor of the city of Austin, Texas, Alex Stranger. And Alex, Alex, I want before we talk about the mysteries we're gonna talk about, I want you to introduce yourself and give us your background and your political platform in your own words. Thank you for having me on the show, Ben. Um, as many of y'all are aware, I am the only mayoral candidate in the city of Austin with a comprehensive plan to address both our affordability and traffic concerns here in Austin. And hmm. that sounds good. I got to be honest. As someone, as someone who does experience Austin traffic and its woes, its ilk. I like the sound of that. So fuck Austin traffic. Well, what are you gonna do about it, Alex? As many of y'all are aware, Austin traffic is an absolute disaster. And that is why, when I become mayor, we are building a dome around the city of Austin in order to get rid of the Californians so that housing can once again be affordable and we will no longer have a traffic problem on the road. 
Well, okay. here, here. Wow. I mean, god damn it. If that's not powerful, I don't know what is. But Alex, please give us a little bit of your background. Where do you come from? How did you get here? How did you grow to your political aspirations? So, so, but before, before we get into that, I'm going to tell you this. That um, building a dome around Austin and giving flamethrowers to our police is the best way to deal with our affordability and traffic concerns compared to the uh, nonsensical new land code that the city of Austin is trying to implement, a.k.a. Code Next. And I think that also, digressing a little bit, I, I think that providing flamethrowers to our police and building a dome around the city in order to get rid of the Californians is a much better use of city resources than a major league soccer stadium that refuses to pay property taxes. But let's get back on topic. Sure. I agree with that. Alex, so are there any other aspects of your platform besides the flamethrowers, the anti-MLS, for good reason, um, and, and, and uh, trying to solve traffic? Any other aspects of your platform you'd like to tell the audience about tonight? Um, we are we are at the at Drunk Mysteries. We recently experienced pot for the first time. Yes, um, and you know what? It was a hell of a drug. And you know what, Alex? Big fan. I'm, I'm not gonna. You, I'm not. Hey, I'm gonna tell you boys this. All right. Sure. Please do. I don't do drugs because I'm an esteemed political figure. Yes, of course. But <clears throat> the city of Austin, the past couple of years, has has fallen. Over seven hundred fifty thousand dollars short of its sales tax revenue goals. You don't say that. That is a fact. Okay, I believe you. And let me tell you this, all right? When I become mayor, I, I'm going to address this very serious issue. When I become mayor, um, I'm going to legalize all street drugs and controlled substances, right. including but not limited to marijuana. And the taxes that you pay on these substances. They will not only offset your property taxes, but we will no longer fall short of our expected tax revenue goal. So wait a minute, Alex. What you're telling me is that even a crackhead could become a respected taxpaying member of society, hypothetically speaking. Yes. Under my new economic platform, a crackhead will, in fact, be a respectable tax-paying citizen. That's that's good because I, I'm someone who personally knows at least two crackheads. Well, wait, do you, do you I, crack personally, John? No, 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 no. I just know a few crackheads. Ben, wait, you know how do you me. know what they want though? Ben, if you don't do look, crack they're personally, dear, are you trying to dissect Fine, about go my ahead. crackhead friendships, or like you letting me just try to compliment and highlight the benefits that our future mayors can't? You're policies. right. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Go yeah, ahead. You're and when you're wrong, you're a real asshole. But anyway, go you know ahead. What? Go ahead. I, I, look. The listeners know my stance on crackheads and how, like, I have an endearing sentiment towards them because I have several friends, like I said, who are, in fact, crackheads. And I want them to become contributing members of society despite their efforts to not be. I wholeheartedly agree, and that's why I'm legalizing all street drugs and controlled substances for people like you. Great. There we go. So... That's look. I gotta be honest, Alex. You've a lot of what you said makes a lot of sense. It makes more think, than a lot of no, sense. No, well, well, it, it does. It does make a lot of sense, and that is why I'm ahead in the polls right now. So I'm glad exactly. that we are on board so wait, with if, what I am saying. If I may, what we need to keep in note here, listeners, is that Alex Stranger is leading the polls for the Austin mayorship right now, the 11th largest city 
in the country. And fastest growing city. And fastest growing Count city. It up. There are over 250 people per day that are moving to Austin, Texas. I was one of them not too long ago, but I came from the East Coast. I didn't come from the West Coast. So, I mean, I feel like my people gave a more productive feature than otherwise might be. But that being said, folks, I mean... You know, Ben, before you go any further, I'm going to interrupt you. And I'm going to say that I 100% agree with you. Wow, I didn't see that coming. Every East Coaster that I have met will do anything in their power to to make it so that Austin does not become like the city that they left. Exactly. I've been to New York. They're the worst, you know. I'm not a fan. I mean, as East Coasters, what do you guys think? I'm going to tell you this. I grew up in New York, and the last thing I would ever want for my adopted city is for it to turn into another New York. And I grew I, up- I would hate it, you know, and if we keep, You could just go back to New York. If we keep growing at the rate that we're go- if if we keep growing at the rate that we are growing in, we will be larger in population than New York City by the end of the century. Wow. And I'm going to tell you this. That is not happening under my watch. So you see yourself being mayor for the next century. Well, just like no, 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 John, I, mean, I, I think just, what he's saying is he'll well, set I'm just the saying, policies like, in place that will prevent that from happening oh, okay. my over mistake. the next my century. My mistake. He's yeah, not my saying mistake. he's going to live to ben, 140 years that, old. Very good. I, and I would not mistake. want to live to 140. That sounds terrible. That's, Look, yeah. when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You and know? you were terribly like, wrong was, this time. I was time. horribly wrong. So um, real quick, though, you know, before we get into it, because it's important to us as yeah. Drunk Mysteries, um, Alex, what are we drinking this evening? Oh, we are drinking... Uh, a delicious Weed Hopper Honey Wheat, wheat uh, Flying Man Brewing Company brewed with honey and molasses with, um... Does it taste good? Do you like it? Hey, you've been oh, drinking my, it. man. Where's it, it, it brewed in? It has a 5.2% alcohol volume and a 100% deliciousness. Factor. Alex well, just put his hand on my Alex, shoulder and I, I felt like I could like literally take on an army. Well, yeah, because his hands are large and they have punched people in the face, folks. And what we didn't get into is your MMA career. But what we also didn't get into is how he supports local goddamn businesses by ingesting them. That is true. We are also sponsored by Hayes County um, Hops and Grain. Hops and Grain Brewing Hayes County Beer, double IPA. It's a it's a light beer. It's a legit. You get 12 fluid ounces of cans handcrafted by Austin workers. And you know what? They're proud of it. They're proud to be Austinites. They're proud of Pecan Street and Willie Nelson. You know what else they enjoy, John? Austin's great. They, they enjoy? enjoy not paying absurd fees and property taxes and rent. And they enjoy having leadership they can trust. From multiple people at multiple times. They want a mayor that is willing to throw their fists into the opposition's face that, that is for true. their freedom. That, that, that is 100% true, and that is why we should not have a ma- we should not even entertain the idea of having a major league soccer team here. Because not only will your property taxes increase, not mm. only is traffic going to get worse, not only is your rent going to go up, oh God. but oh God. the owner of the Columbus crew who wants to move his team to Austin. By the way, the Columbus crew have been a fixture uh, of Major League Soccer and of co- the city of Columbus since 1996, over 20 years. Really? Right? Let me tell you about this owner, though. Like, I, I digress a little bit. Let me That's tell you. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Look, you've had this on your chest since you came into the no, studio, no, I, the, and I'm glad that I'm we can very, get it off of it. I'm very upset about what's happening right now, and I, and, and I want to share man. how I feel. 
And I'm going to tell you this, right? The owner, Anthony Precourt, trust fund baby, son of the big oil guy, Gross. never had to work a day or earn a dollar in his life, mm-hmm. has been found guilty of multiple health code violations while owner of the Columbus crew. Including what sort of health code violations? Great question, Benjamin. I'm going to tell you. Let's go. He has been Kay found no guilty. Bueno. He has been found guilty of numerous health code violations, including, but not limited to, having mouse droppings in the concession stand. Food. Wait a minute, Alex. So what you're telling me is, is that this guy actually let something shit in the food that they gave to people? My yes. God. And he wants to bring that same culture to the great city of Austin. Let Jesus. me ask you a question. If your council member owned a restaurant, right? Let me know, let's go back a little further. Mm-hmm. If you found out that a restaurant that you used to frequent or a restaurant in your neighborhood had mouse feces in the food, would you ever go back? Never. I probably would. Oh wouldn't. my God, no. I do. If there's a, I eat a lot of things. But poop is not one of them. <laughs> Great. Exit I, I, only. I, I feel the exact same way you do, Ben. And I'm going to tell you this. Because we share the same feelings, I I don't understand why the city would be okay with people eating at that establishment. Because You heard it here first. If you are anti-rat feces in concession, then vote for Alex Strenger this November for mayor of Austin. Hey, more importantly, I know that these things take a week to air. Sure. But go to your city council meeting and speak against... Poop and food. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. I got a little carried away. But speak against this trust fund baby exposing himself... Imposing... Let's start again. You got it. Just, speak you got this. against this trust fund baby imposing himself on the city of Austin. Here, that here. is a lot. Look, I'm going to tell you this, all right? I'm going to put in why, swelling this music is, behind this. Hey, this is why I'm ahead in the polls. And the reason I'm ahead in the polls is because I care about the people of Austin more than me. All right? And the last thing I want is for the people of Austin to eat mouse feces. All right? And with that being said, go to the city council, talk to the city of Austin, and voice your support. For Alex Stranger. No, no. You voice your support so that we do not have to bring this guy in. Voice yeah. your opinion on a, I'm sorry. I've had a little too much to drink. These, this this hey, Hayes County uh, Alex, IPA is delicious, <laughs> as is this Weed Hopper Honey Weed Ale. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys this. Here. Look, look, look. Don't worry, Alex. Don't no, it, it. Yeah, you've gotten your point across. You're Believe fucking me. killing it. I, as a member of this city, believe that its residents will take a firm stand against okay. rat feces. Let me tell you this. And you. and pretty hey. rituals. Okay, let, let me, I didn't mean to interrupt. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this, all right? Um, more important than voting for me for the mayor election, which I'm not worried about because I'm already, I, I already know for a fact I'm ahead of the polls. Dog. 90%. Those Look, numbers do not 91. lie. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you, all right? Uh, more important than me winning the election, I want you to go to the city council and tell your city council members that you do not want rat feces in your food. And here, because here. of that, we do not need Anthony Precourt and the Columbus crew coming to Austin, Texas 
to raise your rent. Look, if my rent is going to go up, I prefer to eat real food yeah. without mouse shit. So wait a minute. Basically what you're saying is hashtag no poop in Austin's food. No poop in Austin's so tonight, since we have a very special guest on our show, very we're gonna, special, John. yeah, we're gonna take a rather unique approach to this episode of Drunk Mysteries. Um, Austin, the city where Drunk Mysteries has always been broadcast to you from, dear listener, is a city of a, a lot of amazing things. It's got great sunsets, scenery, beautiful women, um, great bar scenes. You know it. But like any other city, it's had its moments of darkness and despair. Um, times when things seemed um, just to be out of control sort of unpredictable and uh, unknown, if you will. That's right, John. And you know what we're going to try to do tonight is get someone that knows Austin more than perhaps any other person in the history of people. And his name is Alex Stranger, as we said, and he is running for the mayor of Austin. And the first mystery we are going to come across this episode is a little different it's going to be a number of mysteries we've got three mysteries but the first mystery we are going to try to solve is mystery number one the servant girl annihilator now alex please walk us through this mystery and um tell us what you think all right well let's let's read this out loud and and, and figure figure this out so we can dissect each issue one by one so that we can best solve this problem Often flying under most Austin residents' radar, people have seemingly begun to forget that eight incredibly violent and gruesome murders, they, they took place uh, during New Year's Eve 84, and then there was like an like a 11-month span until they got done in like January the next year, basically. Um, the crimes, they were centralized and they are kind of local in nature. They were all they happened within Travis County. Um, and so most investigators deduced that it was probably the work of one sinister individual, the servant girl annihilator is what they started to call So, John and Alex, it's important to note that this is in the middle of the Wild West, when cowboys and Indians were fighting relentlessly across... Desert mesas in the distance. uh, Yes, exactly, across what we now call the, you know, just regular Texas and Oklahoma and... Texarkana, if you live on the border of those two places. But what I want to know now is how can we use this tragic mystery to improve the lives of our friends? Alex, well, please. let's 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 read a little bit more into it, and then we will, we can figure out the best solution for everybody. Sure. Okay. So that being said, the killer earned its moniker because most of the victims were African American servants to wealthy families. Mm. The first to be found was Molly Smith, a 25-year-old cook who was found with a deep gash on her head outside of her home on what is now 6th Street. Five more murders would follow, each seemingly more bloody than the previous. Interesting to note yeah. yes. is that the Californians have pushed the African Americans out of 6th Street. So wait a minute. Anyway, That's very true. That's back, very true. Back, back to you. Alex, what you're saying As you is- can maybe expect from the South in 1884, uh, the level of fear in the city peaked, however, when two white women, Susan Hancock and Eula Phillips, were found dead in separate incidents on the same night. Both of their husbands were charged and yelled at and brought down to the jail and been like, why did you kill your wives? But only Jimmy Phillips the husband of Eula, was convicted of his conviction. It was convicted, rather, and his conviction was eventually thrown out 
due to circumstantial evidence. It was vague. It was 1885. You know, it, records are kind of hazy, if yeah. you will. I mean, Alex, what would you do to improve records in a 15-second pitch? Record keeping in the city. In a 15-second pitch? Um, well, they didn't have DNA... They didn't have DNA and DNA evidence back then. I think what you really need to figure out is you got to understand why was he charged and what was the evidence behind why he was charged other than it just made sense because he's a husband. Nailed it. Okay. So, so wait, John. Mm-hmm. It's important to know that theories about the killing rampage range from mania, taking over men to escape a patient <clears throat> from the Texas State Lunatic Asylum, or it goes even deeper than that. But one theory stands up to skepticism. Investigators follow the trail of a young black cook named Ethan Elgin. Police killed him when he resisted arrest after attacking a woman in a bar. So, I mean, Alex, it didn't just end at that. And I know you, for a fact, would have stood behind many of the people that would have given that autopsy so justice could have actually been brought to light, but what happened... Remember, all this is contextual because it's 1886. Well, here's what's weird about this, is that Elgin is a town like 20 or 30 miles away from Austin. Wow. So why would you name a town after a serial killer? The reason is this. I think that the people of Elgin were probably scared. They didn't know what to turn to. They didn't know who to turn to. They didn't have you as a leader at the time, because bear in mind, this is a while ago. They thought that this fucking whack job was going to fuck their day sideways left and right unless they placated to his sickness. Well, if I may play devil's advocate here. Yeah, but they already killed him, so it doesn't matter if he's already dead. Do you think they were feared as ghosts? Guys, guys, I can solve your I'm gonna debate let him right now. I can solve your debate right now because here's here's why they pointed fingers at Nathan Elgin. Why? An autopsy revealed that he was missing a toe. It was in fact his big toe on his right foot. Why was he missing it, John? It doesn't matter. The point is because at two of the murder scenes of the original uh, killer were in there this case, toe footpr- there were footprints. With, with the toe. exact same toe missing. So wait a minute. What you're saying is, is that basically, they found a missing toe, and at two of the original. No, they never found the toe. Okay. I'm saying they found footprints walking away from the murder scene. John, I've been taking shots with the mayor, and you know that takes a toll. I'm not trying body. to condescend. I'm trying to clear up. You're for being the condescending. And here's the other thing. Hey guys, that- guys, let, let's let's figure this out. So what do you at think? Time. Basically, yeah. do you? Well, okay. Here's here's the real question, right? Um. Speculate wildly, they, they, they revealed footprints of uh, a guy with a missing toe. Was it the same size as Nathan Elgin's toe? How That's big was been, his toe? That hasn't. That has not point. been revealed. Was 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 Elgin maybe a size thirteen, where the prints are a size eight? You know, but so with what, a missing toe. So it's wait. not that uncommon to be missing a, a toe. Also, there's a city in Texas called Elgin, twenty to thirty miles from Austin. Why would you name a city? After a serial killer. The coincidence can't be overlooked. Sense. The coincidence cannot be overlooked. I mean, you guys, if we're going to actually get to the bottom of this, and we need to keep in mind one thing. What? Is that there may be forces that we don't truly understand protecting this mystery from, you know, our brains. I agree. So, I have a question. Do you guys think that a powerful group of some sort might have cause to keep us from this for whatever way, shape, or form, because I truth be told think it does. 
Agreed. So, I mean, so you candidate, candidate Stranger, in your own words, if this was not Nathan Elgin, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, let's presume for this question, it was not. Who or what do you believe was behind these murders in the 1884 to 1885 time period? So here's the thing. Speculate wildly, please. Yeah. There's no, no wrong answers. The, 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 We're presuming it was not Nathan Elgin. The, the, the scientific evidence in the 1800s was a lot more primitive than things are, you know, right now in the, in the current present age. True. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of that, it's very difficult to speculate. Um, but that's why we are here. Well, that's, 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 right, right, that's right. why we are right. here. But um, my my thing is this, right? Um, you got a guy with a missing toe. Yeah. Right. And there was a missing toe uh, uncovered. After those murders, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then the murders stop once they killed Nathan Elgin. For all we know, they chopped off his toe after they, they could like, have. Like, they one hundred percent. Oh, this dude was not missing a toe. Yeah, they could have definitely chopped off his yeah, toe. Yeah, for real. That, that that's that's a very legitimate possibility. But if elected, nobody. Well, but but nobody died afterwards, or they just didn't document it. True. Okay. So bear in mind, bear in mind that we still have several mysteries to go. And you know what? I just want I want to hear one thing from you. How would you solve this mystery? How do you punish the If elected to serve as mayor and this happens, what do you do? Yeah, what there, do you there, do? There, a string of murders starts happening in the city. How would you prevent like, how do you, from being Well, murdered? like, well, rather, let's, let's well, phrase okay, it. If, yeah, I may, you know, if I may. You've got a great real point. Real point. Let me, let me if, tell real you. Quick, real, let me, I just want to paint the picture of the question, if I may. Real quick. You're mayor. There is one murder that happened. It's kind of highly publicized. No, but life. I already know how to answer this. Okay, go ahead. Sure, answer. sure. God damn uh, I'm sorry. Okay. Son of a bitch. We've all been drinking. All right. How do you feel about gun control? It doesn't matter, Mr. Mayor. No, I'm asking you a question. How do you feel about gun control? Okay. You. Answer. Me about gun control. I think that there are there. We could probably be stricter about the Do you feel ways- about no no no? Let, let's back back it up. Do you feel as though every American, provided that they're not absolutely crazy, like proven beyond belief to be crazy, to be able to own a gun and protect themselves? Sure. Okay. Well, I agree with you, and I think that as long as you're not certifiably insane and a uh, a violent criminal, or you have the right. To protect yourself by whatever means is necessary, including but not limited to carrying a firearm. So, with that being said, if these servant, if these servants were to have a firearm on their person and they were able to protect themselves in 1884, maybe, yes, maybe they would have been able to have helped to save their own life or brought justice upon the killer through their own means. Because it was a lot harder, also, for people to communicate with police and get a succinct and you quick couldn't response call line, you to injustice. Yeah, you we couldn't call it a little line different line. back then. Yeah. So, Alex, what you're saying That's is That's a good this. enough answer for me. I mean, I, I am convinced. All I wanted, look, I'm not here to crucify you, Alex. I'm here to... Just, I want you to, to get your opinions out Bear there. in mind, That's we're all. not on the fucking podcast for any of this, so let's start recording. But, yeah... Oh, we're, we're, we're on the podcast. Oh, are we really? We, we've been recording for like several minutes now. I had no idea. Right. Well, it's okay, but anyway... Let's that, go that's... on to mystery number two. Let, let's go... So, let us spend... No, lie. so anyway, um, that, that, that's my thought. And if they had, if they had the, you know, if they were to exercise their right to uh, bear arms, 
Right. And they were trained properly in terms of how to to use and exercise that right proficiently, then there is a chance that they would have been able to help themselves. So when I was in New York, I, I grew up in New York my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this, right? Yeah, please do. I had a guy try and rob me once on the subway. Mm-hmm. What okay? happened next? What happened next what is I you're, you're how old? You're how old at I this time? I was about yeah. like 25, 26 years old. Right. Right? And well, I was, John, I have a question. If you're 25 and you're in a subway, what do you do? And Alex, um, I let, would love... Let him paint the picture first. Come on, man. Well, let, let's... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain the story as best as I can. So I, um, I went to a party... I had a lot to drink. Mm. I was wearing nice clothes. I had a, I had a button down and a sweater over my button down. You were like dressed I as I though you were. Pre- I looked. I, I was in a very preppy like outfit, and I looked like a supposedly easy target for a mugging. A soon to be mayor. The guy who came up to me felt the same way because he came up to me and told me that he was going to rob me, and so I walked up to him and punched him right in the face and kept hitting him. And kept lighting him up, and I eventually was able to get out of the situation without incurring any physical or financial damages to my person. Okay. Reason being is because I had a blue belt in jujitsu, and I had fought Golden Gloves in boxing, so I was able to defend myself. So I think if you give people the ability to defend themselves from physical threat and you make it easy for people to understand how they can exercise that ability, it's a lot less likely for people to be victims of those types of violent crimes. Well, Alex, that sounds like a fucking fantastic explanation as to what you would do. What was that, Ben? What do you want to think? So, John, I was just starting off before our conversation got going, and the reason is why is because right now, as all of our listeners know, we have an expert on the moon landings, a man that is adept in politics. And truth be told, John, I have not known what to think about the moon landing since I was a young child. And right now, I am just thankful that we have Alex Stranger, who has dedicated his life to getting to the bottom of this mystery that does not only affect Austin, Texas, but possibly the entire United States of America. Alex, I agree. please. Thank you, Ben. Um, I wouldn't go so far. Thank you, Ben. I wouldn't go go so far as to call myself an expert on the moon landings, but I will say that after overlooking recent evidence regarding what happened, I have to say that I am very skeptical. Mm-hmm. Of our government's telling of the events that transpired transpired really? in 1969. So wait a minute, Alex. What basically what you're saying is, is that we might have an entirely warped view of history that does not accurately reflect what happened in reality. And if so, I have a question. What you do you know, want to do me, about that? Let me that? tell you this. Before we get into that, let me let me ask you a question. Sure. Have you ever listened to Neil Armstrong speak? About his experience going to the moon. Yes, and it was extremely bizarre. Well, how so? Please explain. Well, so Neil Armstrong, during his speech about how after he landed on the moon and then he came back to Earth, you know, by default, basically, he did (laughs) not... Where else are you going to go? He didn't give any details (laughs) as to what it was like, what the gravity was like, what moon rocks were like. He just said, basically, we went to the moon, we drove there on a steering wheel... Because computer technology, GPS... Pretty shoddy. Pretty shoddy. And then we came back. 
But he hey, not- hey, Ben, not to interrupt you, but he also, uh, what, um, if you heard his interview, one of his interviews, when he was asked a question, mm-hmm. he was very hesita- hesitant, and he waited for a prolonged period of time before he started answering the question. Like it took him, it took him an inordinately long time to get comfortable talking about his experience going to the moon, and it makes you a little skeptical about whether or not what he said was true. Now, Alex, could that, if I may, to play devil's advocate, could it have, may have possibly been formulating his thoughts on the answer? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. What you're saying is definitely a very legitimate statement. Um, however, here's, here's my train of thought on this, and, and it's that if it were me and I landed on the moon for the first time in history... I would be a lot more excited, a lot more jubilant, and a lot more graphic about my experience having made history. So, I mean, here's the thing, Alex. Like, that, that's what I don't get about it. Like, I feel like if you are Neil Armstrong, you automatically become a sex magnet. There is no woman in the world who looks at you and is not dripping wet immediately upon feeling your Creaming themselves. Oh, my God. Holy shit. This guy, that thing that I have seen in the sky and opined about, wondered if my man, it was looking up at the same rock in the sky, this fucking asshole, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and their fucking ilk, they fucking went all the way to the moon probably jerked off on it and said this is our shit and well, hear us roar i'm gonna tell you this who knows what they did on the moon but I'm, I'm, but here here's here's my thing you know if uh if that were if what you said were in fact true aside from uh mm. the last few things that you mm. mentioned uh i would be the happiest most confident person on earth and, and it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like yeah. from these interviews that neil armstrong feels that way so it makes I you question the validity of many of these oh, points. Oh, you feeling about are... your, your invulnerability Wait. and your distinctly larger penis than every John, man on Earth? John, hold on one second. Do you want to know what Neil Armstrong called himself as for getting back to Earth? Ben, what did he call himself when he got the back to Earth? The Cream Genie. Oh. Is that not weird? Would you go around calling yourself the Cream Genie? Wait, you, de- you yes. definitely would. What a, why'd you, that's just a weird Ben, you 100% would call yourself that. I mean, here's the thing. If I was the cream genie, I would say that. But if I'm not the cream genie, I'm just some fucking guy named Neil Armstrong who didn't go to the moon. Would I call myself the cream genie? I don't know. I mean, okay. I don't have that much cream in my life. Hey, let's get back to what's important, and it's this. Yes. Um, Many of uh, the astronauts on Apollo 11 who went to the moon allegedly... Mm. were asked to swear on a Bible... were asked to swear on a Bible... They were asked to swear on a Bible whether or not they actually landed on the moon. And instead of just agreeing to it and just laughing at the guy, because if I landed on the moon, I would laugh at the dude and say, yeah, yeah, whatever, man, I'll swear on three Bibles. <laughs> I don't care. They instead got very hostile and very angry with the person asking them questions. Was it a journalist out of curiosity? Well, I naturally. Think so, yeah. Uh, it was, there was a movie called Did We Go? And one of the producers um, was asking those questions. And Really? Okay. Yeah, people got a lot of these people got very upset. Um, one of the, there was a scene where Buzz Aldrin punched a dude in the face. Oh shit! I'm like, in real life, he, we can see that on camera. In real it's life, it's on YouTube. Like you can look it up. Like it's right on YouTube. No, he is Buzz Aldrin punched a dude in the face who was accosting him because he said they didn't go to the moon, and Buzz Aldrin was with one of his daughters, 
And eventually he just comes up to the guy and just fucking clocks him in the face. And you know what? If I did go to the moon and I was pissed and I was having a bad day and my daughter was with me, I could imagine fucking clocking a dude in the face. I could imagine but, that too, yeah. I, yes. I actually could definitely see that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alex, I know for a fact you might fuck someone yeah. up if they were no, giving no, you too I, much I, shit. I, 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 I get that. Like, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I just think that like when you look at the, the responses over a prolonged period of time, mm-hmm. it seems suspicious. If it was it just one isolated you, response, you I would say, okay, I get it. You had a bad day. You had to deal with a lot, and this yeah. bullshit's happening to you. And some guy I understand. Won't yeah, yeah, I, I, I understand. But so, I think all of your guys' points are accurate. But beyond the the individual reaction of like the astronauts themselves, let's talk about the geopolitical consequences of the moon landing. Right, like this was all in response to the Cold War. There are we the United States and Russia are in a, for lack of a better phrase, dick measuring contest. About who can do what. Who can and blow so, up who more Like, we home. both know that we can blow each other up at the push of a button, right? And, in fact, blow each other up. Basically. Well, Russia was way ahead in the space race. But, like, the point was, exactly. They still are in the new race. So, what, got more nukes my, than we my do. question that I want you to answer is that what do you think about the propaganda, news organizations, perhaps that media benefit... Of <clears throat> faking or going to the moon, like both the pros and cons of both situations. All right, I'm gonna tell you this because I don't know 100 percent what happened, but here here are my theories regarding everything. Lay them on. Okay, so bring them. Um, if we we're behind, we're way behind in the space race. Space race with the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. right? They launched a person into space way before we did. 1950s. They're w- way way ahead of us, right? So if we say that we went to the moon and made an elaborate, you know, hoax ab- about the situation, Conduce. and right, Conduce right, the and, world. and it's not far fetched that the government hasn't lied to us because they've lied to us, you know, in the Alex, past for for years and no, no, for for years and and they've continued to lie to us um ever since then, right? But I I, I digress. I think that um you know. We're, you know, under the, those circumstances, right, um, we're way behind in the space race. And, and if we're going to go to the moon and we tell them, if we're going to pretend to go to the moon, it only makes sense to tell the to tell the world that there was nothing there because it could, it's like a bluff to prevent the Soviets from trying to come and, to, to come and match us. And this way, you know, they won't get further ahead of us in the space race. I agree with that entirely, but Alex, the only thing I, is, I just want to know if, like, if that makes any sense in terms of what it I'm makes, saying. It does. It's it makes clear. total like, sense. Clear. It makes total sense. The only thing is that I wonder why wouldn't the Russians try to come up with their own fake moon landing? Well, if the U.S. said that there's nothing there and it was that clear and it was that agreed upon by the rest of the world, but it was they, the they, they the may world. have just won. It was just America. May, yeah, it was yeah. Just America. But Amer- even back in 1969, American TV was was known worldwide. Yeah, we know we did. We had Radio One, which basically went up all to the um, fucking Eastern powers. But here's the thing, though, is that everyone has always wanted to be American because being American is fucking awesome. Right? Yeah, but not the Russians. We get fat when we're poor, and the Russians, um, yes. They do not like us as much as we like us. But the other thing is this, is that 
A, I'm really fucking drunk. And B... Nailed it. Welcome to Drunken Mysteries, guys. Like, I, Alex, I think this is that's a good opportunity to sort of take a, a macro scale back on what it is that we're doing here in the room, right? We're trying to expose truth, but we're also trying to bring light upon Alex Stranger's campaign to fund Austin... He's going to win in fucking Austin. Let's exactly. not be bitches here. Jesus. So look, real quick, I want to, I think, you know, Alex, I'm, do you want to say anything more to the audience about your candidacy or your beliefs? The moon the landing. Look, whether or not we land on the moon has, has absolutely nothing to do with affordability in Austin. And that, that that's a proven fact. What I will say is that if we're going to... Um, we have, you know, over 150,000 people moving here a day. And we do need to build houses to address that issue. Otherwise, Agreed. yes, housing costs will go up due to supply and demand. It is simple economics, you know. I was uh, thinking of a, 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 a third grader understands that. Um, but if that's going to work, we need to build. We don't need to build high-rise condos. We need to build houses that are affordable and continue along the lines of sustainable development in Austin. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. We don't need to build, you know, we should build a lot of houses, right? But we don't need to build a lot of high-rise luxury condos. We could just build, we could, we could build the same amount of units, but just with mediocre infrastructure, and then the rent will be lower. Yeah, of course, and here's the thing. I mean, it, seem, it seems like a pretty basic obvious common sense thing to do right it does and the other thing is is that if we don't do it then austin will become like any other fucking borough of any other part of the world and we cannot have that do you want austin to become the bronx of the fucking south no i i do not want austin to resemble any characteristics of new york city i left new york city for a reason and i don't want my new adopted homeland to resemble any of those same characteristics. Sweet. So, so basically, Alex, what you're saying is we don't want the fucking Bronx in Austin. And what we do need is we need a sophisticated understanding of the issues and someone who is willing to solve the mysteries that have haunted the people of Austin for so long. I agree. I think there are a lot of unsolved mysteries and we need to work together as concerned citizens in order to solve these mysteries, Benjamin. High five to that. Look, all I've got to say as just someone, I kind of wanted to, for the last portion of the show, I wanted to let you two ride. I know you're both very passionate about Austin. and it's John, goddammit, say it. Let me talk. I've got a thing to say. So, you guys have been great. Everything, we're, we're dry. That is the end, Alex. Um, this brings us to a close, I think, on the podcast. Um... Basically, I want to take a brief moment. I want to thank our sources tonight for the mystery we, we did delve into. is the Unsolved Mysteries by Sarah Stockman and Sarah Thurmond, uh, published on AustinMonthly.com. Also Wait a Wikipedia. minute. No, bitch. John, were turn. they both published on AustinMonthly.com, or was just one of them? We only talked about one. No, wait a minute. So there were two Sarahs. No, they're, they're, it was just they co-wrote it. They just happened to both be named Sarah. What were their names? Sarah Stockman and so Sarah wait, Thurman. So both Sarahs didn't work on the same thing. That's You're pretty... really diving into the wrong details. I'm going to just be blunt. Um, anyway, I guarantee I, if I you were in thank, prison, someone would fuck I, me. Silly. I would yeah, like to. Tyrone. 
Hell yeah, Tyrone. <laughs> I, I, no. Bitch Tyrone. ass trick. Who's Tyrone? I don't know. Your fucking baby mama drama. Well, I think we all like to thank our beer sponsors tonight. Flying Man Brewing Company's uh, their, their Weed Hopper Honey Wheat, as well as Hops and Grain Haze Listen. County Double IPA. They're both... Wait, Are you guys John. drunk? Are you guys drunk? Or? I, you know, I feel great. And, you know, the, the main reason why I feel great is because I am helping the city of Austin become more affordable with every day that I am running for public Alex, I want to... Alex, if you could say one word to the city members of Austin right now, what would it be? The city council members? Any city city, members. No, the the residents, not the council. Forget the the hierarchy. Talk to the people on the ground. The average guy living in Travis County, a.k.a. Austin, Texas. I'm going to tell you Pretend I'm living under a bridge and slurping at the nipple of 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 a, a woman that's not my mother. Yeah. Let me tell you this, Ben. Hmm. As mayor, I'm going to say one thing to the people. Go on. Yep. Go home. Oh. Right, okay. It makes sense. And honestly, yeah. it really adds up. Exactly. And that is why I'm ahead in the polls. I agree. So. And, you know, you can't argue with fucking status because here's the thing. Like, yes, we talk about, like, you know, people are in the polls every single day. But what we can't talk about is who's leading in the polls because it's against the mainstream media's idea of who should lead. And I am drunk on we, Alex, Alex's charm right now. Thank you. Yeah, I want to say and that. And that really means a lot to me. Yeah. Would minus, you ever minus, fight each other? Well, minus the flamethrowers, but we'll get there. You know, uh, ultimately, the only thing I want to fight are the, inso- the social injustices mm-hmm. of Austin. Yeah, okay, that's, that's a good message. And look, I think we, we were talking the break earlier, actually, when we were doing the ads, that I think that this is the, if I dare say it, the inception of a brain trust. Uh, a sort of Intellectual Dark Web. Yes, you're welcome to the Intellectual Dark Web Network that we are a part of. Uh, um, But it's it's debatable. Look, I digress. That's for another episode. This has been Drunk Mysteries. I would like to thank... uh, Don't sniff your farts, John. I would like to thank our senior producer, Rick Warren, for organizing all of this, for getting Alex Stringer even the room with the ilk that are uh, myself and Ben Batesky. Um, I would like to thank Dan Burton, our, our sound intern. Dan Burton has not been doing much for our sound lately. Slacking. But what I would like to say is this. I would like to say is that we have We're looking a, for a Q&A coming up. Intern. And that Q&A is strictly for Alex Stranger, our future mayor of Boston. And the first thing I would like to do is ask you this, Alex Stranger. Would you care for a shot of whiskey? Uh, as the future mayor of Austin, I most certainly would. Doing live Folks, on air. Folks, you heard it here first. Live on we air. We are about to get our mayor fucking plaster drunk, and yeah, he is not going to remember thug. who his mother is, yeah. who his father is, he or did where take he a, comes he did from. Take a ride share. Though, I will always remember what I am fighting for and the fact that I am the only candidate with a legitimate plan to address our affordable housing issue. Well, here's, yeah. here's to the righteous among us. Boom. That's all uh, for this episode of Drunk Mysteries. I hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, I will say it for myself, good night and good luck. I am John Napsiger, speaking for my co-host, Ben Bateski. No, don't speak for me, John. God damn it. And our Folks, special guest, if you Alex are laying Singer. in your bed tonight and you've got two fingers, you know what to do. Anyway, that's all. That's it for Drunk, Drunk Mysteries. Mysteries. My name is Alex Stranger, and I will see you at the polls.